If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. ToddHuffShow.com is the handle on all of those social media platforms. Good to be here. This Friday morning, now we are, what, 10 days past, 10 days past the election. And folks, may I suggest to you that they, and I mean the media, I mean the Democrat Party, when I use the word they, the pronoun they, they are scared. They are candidly I would suggest, and well, I suggest to you, they're they're beginning to be terrified. They're terrified of where this is all headed. Yesterday, a court ruled with logic in the state of Pennsylvania. Folks, this if if judges follow the rule of law. Pennsylvania is going to turn out to be a major problem for the Democrats. This has been predictable. This has been there for anyone to see who cares to see it. It's not because Trump steals Pennsylvania. It's because the rule of law is is being allowed to actually be enforced. Turns out, kudos to courts that recognize this, that it is the job of the legislature, not the job of the executive branch, to come up with laws pertaining to how things happen in the state uh, of Pennsylvania when it comes to elections. That is simply not the way that this <clears throat> that this works. And it was Predictable for those who wanted to to follow the law. We also have meltdowns from CNN and other, um, well, from other anchors. CNN is melting down. I mentioned that this is scaring the media. They're making it sound like they want you to believe that this is simply about worrying about the safety of our country. On 
on election day. But of course, there's much more to it than that. Um, there's so much news to go through here today that it's candidly, again, a little bit uh, overwhelming. But suffice it to say, suffice it to say that the media, the Democrat Party, they are definitely uh, concerned and scared for what they see happening in the courts. Did you see this headline? Here's something else. This is coming out of uh, news.com dash or dot au. This is um, the slow leak. Remember we had the, the Georgia had a busted water pipe on election night. I remember talking about this when I was live on election night, being a little bit confused and uncertain as to what this meant and why it was going the direction it was going. But they said on election night um, that there was a burst pipe at Atlanta's State Farm Arena, and that was what caused the pause in voting on election night. Well, turns out that officials in Georgia, according to this (laughs) overseas news outlet, which let that sink in for just a moment, They are reporting here that officials in Georgia have not been able to produce any invoices or work orders related to a burst pipe at Atlanta's State Farm Arena that was blamed for an abrupt pause in vote counting on election night. So you had that. I mean, that's something that's kind of, I don't know, I would think important. Um, We have the... We have issues all over the the country here. We have a secretary of state in the state of Arizona that in 2016 – so the secretary of state effectively responsible for running the election in the state of Arizona um, tweeted back in 2017 the following. Um, This is August 15, 2017. Katie Hobbs, secretary of state, Arizona. At Real Donald Trump, that's uh, Trump's Twitter handle, of course, has made it abundantly clear he's more interested in pandering to his neo-Nazi base. That's right, the neo-Nazi base than being POTUS, President of the United States, for all Americans. That is what she tweeted in August of 2017. She also retweeted... Something from at that then time, Senator Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake tweeted this. The white supremacy in Charlottesville does not reflect the values of the America I know. Hate and bigotry have no place in this country. She retweeted that tweet from Jeff Flake, then senator of the great state of Arizona, with her tweet that says this. The president is on the side of the freaking Nazis. Don't just say stuff. Do something. This, again, someone who's running an election in the state of Arizona. Now, does that mean anything in and of itself? Not necessarily, but folks, it certainly could. If you think that the president of the United States is pandering to Nazis, if you really believe that the president of the United States is the next Adolf Hitler, as she seems to at least open up that possibility, and you're responsible for an election 
in your state, it at least should make someone wonder if, um, you know, if you would do something. I, I mean, you should just be open to questions, I, w- I would think. Because, you know, and I remember the, the, what the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania, they, they were early on saying there's no way that President Trump wins Pennsylvania when all the votes are counted. Very, very confident, almost supremely confident of this. Like you would think the right thing to say as an elected official is, look, we're going to make sure that these all legal votes count. We're here to make sure that if a vote is illegally cast that we prevent it from being added to the counts because that does in fact cancel a ballot cast by someone who is uh, you know, exercising their their constitutional right to to cast their vote. So it doesn't seem logical. It doesn't seem constitutional. It doesn't seem fair, reasonable, whatever the case may be. None, nothing good to take votes that should not be legally cast. There are laws. The left is acting like there shouldn't be any laws. The media is acting like there shouldn't be any laws as it pertains to elections. Who's the side that's against things like voter ID? Who's the side that's against uh, deadlines? Who's the side that's per, you know uh, providing all of these uh, alternative ways and extended timetables to vote, same-day registration, uh, not having to prove in some places if you're an American citizen. I mean, on down the line, it's pretty insane some of these things that people are wanting to do. Remember, even in the state of uh, certain cities in California, you can vote for local offices, uh, but not for federal offices because people there are uh, they they wanted illegal aliens to be able to vote. Excuse me, undocumented workers. Anyway, the point is all this stuff going on, and the left is instead of you know they're first of all they're pretending like this doesn't exist. They're pretending like there's no voter fraud. Meanwhile, the chair of the FEC Federal Election Commission says that voter fraud is a real thing. Of course, it's a real thing. It's, it's just insane to think that someone is literally going to say there is no voter fraud in America. You can say that there's not enough to swing an election or you're not convinced. Okay, we can have that discussion. But please do not say that there is no threat uh, of voter fraud in this country. I've said for a long time, for example, it's amazing to me how we – fully acknowledge that people cross our border illegally in this country. They come across the southern border um, believing they have a right to, to be here. They Sometimes they're – well, they used to be captured and then released and told to show up from, for court dates. And well into the 90 percent of those folks never showed up. The program was called Catch and Release. The left wants you to believe, the media wants you to believe that that is not something that is – real as well. They want you to believe that all the folks who came illegally, they showed up dutifully for court, probably a little bit early, maybe brought the judge an apple. And that's what they want you to believe. But of course, that's not reality. That's not what happens. Um, That is the exception, not the rule. And I remember saying on this program for a long time, for a long time, the left wants you to believe that people do cross this border illegally But those same individuals would never think of crossing the line into a polling place illegally. Why? 
What is it that's so sacred and special about the polling place? In fact, we have a lot of evidence, say in the state of Nevada, of a van that says Biden-Harris out front that they are filling out ballots in in the van right there. That's been – in fact, that's been, uh, I believe, testified to in a sworn affidavit. I mean, folks, we have – there are multiple examples. I haven't even touched on yet Dominion voting systems concerns. I haven't even touched yet on now the process of a hand recount in the state of Georgia, which uh, has been has been honored. Folks, they know Pennsylvania is a real risk, and I'm not making a prediction here. But Pennsylvania, if judges follow the law – and interpret the law as it should be interpreted, no matter who appointed them, the Democrat appointed them or a Republican. If they simply follow the law, there's literally no way, there is literally no way that these ballots that missed, that, that didn't meet requirements, whether they be time frames or signatures or whatever it is, there's literally no way these ballots should be uh, should be counted. Now, Will the poll workers lie about how many of those that there were? That's certainly a possibility. Could there not legitimately be enough? Sure, that's a possibility. I've been open to that since day one. I've not been the one on here that's been saying ridiculous, stupid things about there not being such a thing as voter fraud. Of course there's voter fraud. The question is, is there enough to actually change the outcome? And keep a close eye on Pennsylvania because they, the media, they, the left, they know that Pennsylvania is in jeopardy. We can quibble and quarrel about the likelihood that it could flip, but it's certainly a front runner. And after what we've seen reported from Michigan, and there's an affidavit that's signed there as well, which I want to get into, about someone who said that she personally witnessed over 100,000 or 100,000 votes, right at 100,000, some such number, that came in at two or four in the morning that were 100% for Biden. There's sworn affidavits that are signed that say that people watched poll workers in Michigan count ballots two, three, four, up to eight times, up to eight times in the state of Michigan. Michigan is, I bring up Michigan because it right now it shows a huge lead for, for Trump. But if these things in fact happened, and if these things can be proven, and if there is an audit trail slash paper trail that we can make any sense of, we're going to have a really big – Michigan's going to be a really big question mark as well. Again, I'm not predicting that it's going to change. I'm simply saying that this battle is nowhere near over, folks. That's why they're screaming louder and louder for Trump to accept – just accept you know, Hillary. Hillary – and t- I love these comparisons to Hillary, by the way. Hillary in 2016, you know, Whoopi Goldberg told us the other day to make sure that we followed her example of just taking it, taking it in stride. Hillary has complained about this for four years. Hillary gives speeches focusing on how this is stolen, how it was stolen from her in 2016, even even probably yesterday somewhere, folks. The idea that Hillary Clinton is the model and the example to follow here is patently absurd and laughable. Um, and I'm not saying that that should be the, the road that we take. But look, 
if there's evidence, if there is reasons to have concerns about the outcome of an election, we just shouldn't say, eh, we'll figure it out next time. And that's what I'm getting from the left and the media. Meh, there might be some voter fraud out there. Probably not. Voter, voter fraud is really exaggerated by the Republicans, blah, blah, blah. Except for we got sworn affidavits. Ah, there's no evidence. What do they think an affidavit is? Folks, an affidavit is evidence. Again, you can say, you can say in uh, the, the you know, court proceedings that if you're on a jury that the evidence provided wasn't strong enough. But to say that there wasn't evidence, if this thing goes to, you know, I'm just pointing out in a, in a case that an affidavit, a witness testimony is evidence. When they instruct you, I, I sat on a jury before I've, I've shared, and when they instruct you, they, they tell you, you have, you can decide which evidence you find to be most um, convincing. You listen to the evidence, you make, a, make an assessment on what you heard in the evidence, you determine what you believe, how you prioritize it, how you piece it together. You can say that doesn't really matter to me at all in my thinking. I'm going to put that aside. Or you can say this is a critical piece of evidence that really is the centerpiece of the entire case. But to say it, it wasn't evidence is not the way to go about that. You can say it wasn't strong or convincing or compelling evidence. But witness testimony is by definition evidence. And there is a lot of it. You saw Kaylee McEnany holding up 234 pages of signed affidavits on television recently. Anyway, they are scared. They want to change the narrative. They want Trump to concede. They're trying to make you think that Trump is putting America at great risk. I'll play a soundbite after the break of uh, of Jim's Skewdo of CNN saying that very thing. Trump is putting America at risk of a nine, another 9-11, folks, by not conceding and letting the Biden team basically uh, begin the process of transitioning. So talk about that here after the break, but I've got to take that right now. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I told you before the break, I was going to share with you CNN anchor Jim Skewdo telling uh, on on air with a guest, someone from, I think from the Bush administration here, um, talking about how Trump not effectively conceding. Yes, uh, former Bush administration assistant attorney general Jack Goldsmith. Jack Goldsmith was on uh, with a couple of his split screen, four folks, two CNN anchors. I don't know who the other end of it. Uh, Poppy Harlow was the other anchor and someone else. It does. The, the, I just want you to hear what uh, Jim Skewdo says here. He is basically um, saying that President Trump here is setting up a scenario whereby we – are more likely to have a 9-11. Why? Because Trump is not conceding. As not conceding, Biden is not uh, allowed by the GSA to begin the process of transition, transition to the presidency. And so this is um, 
this is where this conversation goes. I just want you to listen to this. Here it is. Fair. Uh, let's put some teeth on that, if we can, for a moment, because there are sitting members of Congress who were around in their positions at the time of 9 and the 9-11 Commission report specifically cited the shortened transition after the 2000 election for having an impact on national security. I'm quoting here, it hampered the new administration in identifying, recruiting, clear, clearing and obtaining Senate confirmation of key appointees. The fact is we have experience for how shortened transitions make a difference in national security. Why, why are we hearing from Republicans uh, about that, granting that potential danger? There you go. So Republicans, that's just the question. The answer, of course, echoes, of course, you know, echoes the the questions, uh, the questioners, I guess, bias or the intention of that question, which is to say that a delayed, a delayed transition created 9-11. I mean, look, I know that's in the 9-11 commission, the 9/11 Commission found that that was part of the problem. As the, it's it's remarkable. I mean, we had agencies that were not communicating information. We had President Bill Clinton that wouldn't act on intelligence to take out Osama bin Laden back in the day. We had this uh, reluctance at the time to accept that we were the mortal enemies in some political circles of certain people around the world, certain people who held a certain uh, religious-slash-political worldview that has come to be known as Islamic extremism, Islamic terrorism. We had a lot of resistance to believing that back in the day, but they want to blame it on some uh, administrative part of the process here, that that was the reason, the reason for 9 9/11. So are they telling me? Are they telling me if Clinton remained president? You know, I know the their election was between was between uh, Gore and Bush, but let's just forget about that. There was an election. Are they t- really wanting us to believe that 9/11 would have been avoided if Clinton, if that say fell not at the end of Clinton's term, the beginning of Bush's term, or it's in the beginning of Bush's term, but meaning if Clinton was still president, just there wasn't an interruption at all. If Clinton could, in fact, serve for a third term as he wanted to back in the late 90s, you know, I'll tell you what, just put me up for one more term. I'd love to serve you people. Going to miss you folks. Anyway, that's pretty pathetic, I know. But still, if we get to the point to where, you know, there wasn't a transition, are they really, are they really wanting us to believe that the reason that Osama bin Laden and a group of Terrorist evildoers, terrorist punks, terrorist, uh, just, you know, Islamic terrorists, Islamo fascist terrorists jumped into planes and flew them into buildings and were able to get away with that because of a transition. I mean, we have so many examples of what happened with, uh, you know, agencies not being able to communicate, people being able to go to flight school. Tell their instructors, yeah, I just want to learn how to fly the plane. I don't really want to know how to land it. (laughs) But it's somehow because of the transition. This is ridiculous. And really, there's a lot of effort for this notion of Trump needs to concede because they know, you know, there was a point where they wanted this to drag on so that they could, you know, watch 
uh, number that they had the ability to one can make this case anyway. They wanted the election count to drag on so that they had some leeway and some uh, – they could operate in the shadows calculating whatever numbers they need. And they're still calculating, but calculating whatever numbers that they needed to to get victory. You can make that case. I'm not saying it's it's with certainty, but you could certainly make the case. Um. Now I think that they're wanting this thing to be concluded. Now they don't want they don't want the uh, the legal battles. They don't want the investigations. They just want people to come out and certify this election. That's what they want. They don't want anyone to question it. They don't even want to acknowledge that fraud is a real thing. But yet this is where we find ourselves. This is where we find ourselves and I'm sensing some some panic. And I know I know this is not popular. But Trump still has a chance of winning some key decisions, finding some things through the audits and slash hand recounts and whatever other recounts are happening around the country. And this could pose a problem for this notion that Biden is president-elect. I know folks don't want to hear that. I only want it to be the case if that's where the evidence – well, let me pause. I don't want there to be a President Biden. I shared yesterday even – um, that people are saying, like Pastor Robert Jeffers on Fox News said that he wants if he said if Biden succeeds, we all succeed, and I challenge that notion. In fact, I find myself in agreement more with what Rush Limbaugh said about Barack Obama back in two thousand nine, which is I hope he fails, not personally, not for some vendetta, not for some revenge, not so that we can get uh, retribution politics as the left has called for with the packing of courts and. Republican list and so forth. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that if his intentions are to move the, the the nation away from the Constitution, more towards socialism, more towards big government, away from liberty, away from opportunity, away from how we were candidly created to live as free uh, free people created in the image of God. If he's going to seek to do that, then I hope he fails at that. I don't make any apologies, and I don't. I don't care what anyone really thinks about that insofar as uh, I, I just think it's the right thing. Why would you want someone to succeed in fundamentally destroying or recreating your nation? That's clearly, especially when it's the antithesis of how it was founded to be, when it's the antithesis of how we are created to live, when it goes against uh, human nature and history when it goes against the founding principles and the critical foundations of liberty and so forth, why would you want that? Why would you want someone to succeed with that? Anyway, they want us to move into this uh, you know, discussion of accepting this as our reality, and it may be the reality, folks, that Biden is will be president-elect, but the fact remains he's not today, and the fact remains that there are court decisions and there are lots of there's lots of evidence out there that makes it uh, obvious that they are beginning to panic. You know, at first they laugh at this. Now they begin to kind of criticize it. They're going to go into all-out attack mode here pretty soon. And they've already started the rumblings of that. Trump is basically putting us at risk for another 9-11, CNN says, because he doesn't concede the election. Hogwash, my friends, hogwash. Got to take a time out. Come back and continue this after the break. Sit tight back in just a minute. 
Welcome back. So I want you to listen to this. This is Chris Cuomo. I'm not going to play the, the whole soundbite from tough guy Chris Cuomo here, but I am going to play part of this. Chris Cuomo yesterday, uh, vet, uh, no, two days ago, Veterans Day. Um, well, I just want you to listen. He's, he's, this is, I think, I don't know if it's at the end of his program. Let's see. It's actually maybe at the very beginning. Either he, I don't know if he comes on at nine or ends at nine, but either the very beginning or the very end. I think it's the very beginning. But nonetheless, tough guy Chris Cuomo uh, talking about Veterans Day, politicizing it, making it into a political speech. I want you to listen to what he has to say here. Happy Veterans Day to the men and women who serve now and who did serve, and to the families, the husbands and wives worrying at home, the kids with missed memories the brothers and sisters and loved ones, wondering when those who risk it all for us to have it all will be home. Yeah, good Thank so far. Thank you to each right. and all of you. Agree with that. We appreciate, certainly I appreciate there we go. your service. He does. Who doesn't? And may we take the message of this day. Trump, right? The ideal of putting nation before self. Here we go. Even committing to the ultimate sacrifice more to heart. Yeah, I'm politicizing it. There we go. And I'm looking at you. GOP enablers. Okay. And you know why? Tough guy. Veterans Day came from Armistice, Armistice Day. Eisenhower renamed it. Armistice Day was when both sides laid down arms in World War I. Uh, the date was to mark the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918 when it ended. Well, it is the 11th hour now mm-hmm. after this election. That's and these GOP cronies know it is over. You know Shame that there's a problem. Shame for on allowing you, tough crazy guy. to become contagious as COVID in your ranks. Oh, here we go. Why do you think Trump is ousting Pentagon leadership and loading up with loyalists? Loyal loyalists. Spit it out there. Maybe it's for troop withdrawal. Maybe it's to get Russian information released. And maybe it is because he is twisted enough to try to do something way worse. Remember who said nothing. Oh, my gosh. Twisted enough to do something way worse. You know what that means? To have a coup. Military coup. He's going to hunker down in the White House. I mean, this is what Chris Cuomo wants you to think. Trump's going to hunker down in the White House. He's going to dispatch the military, get rid of the people at the Pentagon who won't go, uh, won't go along with this. He's going to hunker down in the military, or excuse me, in the White House, just like we as Hoosiers are hunkering down here in the state of Indiana and we're all in this together, fighting through this one step at a time. I love Hoosiers, that kind of stuff in the White House. That's what we're supposed to believe. So, so Trump is going to have a coup. That's what that's what tough guy Chris uh, Chris Cuomo here is is suggesting. Something much more nefarious, using Veterans Day, thanking veterans, and then basically saying. You know, I'm genuinely thanking you. Trump's basically using you. That's effectively what he's he's saying here, which is which is pathetic, which is predictable. But I only point this out, A, because it's a little comical to me, B, because uh, this is the beginnings of what it looks like when these folks uh, folks begin to go into meltdown mode, into panic mode. Trump is a fighter. I think they knew that there was going to be some degree of fight. I didn't think I don't think that they really expected it to be um, at this point. And with the momentum, the momentum of court cases, the momentum of affidavits, I mean, folks, there is some incredibly terrible stuff going on out there. Why in the world? I saw someone tweet this. We have some guy who's working at the post office who says he saw some questionable things about 
dates being changed or whatever on on ballots. He's basically interrogated by a Navy SEAL team of interrogators, professional interrogators designed to break you. They're on audio admitting that they're trying to to crack the guy just just to put him under a little bit of pressure so that that helps him really remember the truth. Because if you're comfortable and you were, you know, everything is is, you know, you're in a state of peace and not under stress, well, that makes it less likely for you to remember for you to remember things. So I'm going to try to scare you, but I'm not trying to scare you, wink wink, right? I think I saw Donald Trump Jr. maybe I've got the wrong person tweeted out, "Why do we have why do we have a, a heavy-handed interrogation of a postal employee within 24 hours or 48 hours of his uh, claims of witnessing voter fraud, tampering with dates on mail? Why do we see that? But yet, after all this time, no one's even picked up the phone to talk to Hunter Biden. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. We have a problem on our hands. And every day that it is exposed to light... These folks, these folks who are professional deceivers, the likes that we find, some of these folks I've played to you from CNN, and there's lots of others to choose from, but they're beginning to get a little bit nervous. They're beginning to think that maybe, just maybe, judges are going to rule in the favor of the law and the Constitution. And what happens if that begins to, to be the case across the board? And what happens if there is evidence, enough evidence to, um, well, to, to, to prove that there was mass fraud? Then what happens? They make it sound like Biden has won this thing without any questions. You take Pennsylvania off the table, which is a legitimate possibility. I know folks don't want to accept that. You do, I think. Um, that's still according to the tallies, leaves Biden right at 270 exactly. But I say watch Michigan as well. Nevada's not over. Watch Arizona. We've got the Georgia recount situation. Um, Wisconsin as well out there. I mean, there's, there's problems across the board. Anyway, quick timeout is needed. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. had to do adjust the microphone so look we're down to the final minutes so there, there's two things that, that something i i want to start something called civics friday and i was going to start that today in fact i even referenced it at the beginning i've run out of time i've run out of time playing sound bites of the media particularly cnn uh beginning their meltdown moments um this is this is the precursor to the real meltdowns if this continues to go in Trump's favor, as we go through the legal process, the recounts, and so forth, get ready, buckle up. It's going to be, um, it's going to be something to watch. Let's just say that. So we played that. We we talked about some of these allegations. I didn't even mention. That. There's too many things to mention. There's a postal worker in Philadelphia who is now saying that he was ordered to stop delivering mail to Republican uh, households, voters, and so forth. Again, there's no evidence, though, no evidence. So, But I want to start something called Civics Friday because one of the things my, – my heart is, it really is. I come on here. I want to talk about these issues and so forth. 
Uh, but my, my heart is to to help Americans understand really what we have. And I know most of you, the vast majority of you follow this, uh, know a lot about uh, politics we and, and our system, our, our government, how America was set up, the beauty that was created by our founders. But there's a lot of new folks, a lot of new folks out there. And so they're, they it's like jumping on a moving, a spinning merry-go-round. You know, the merry-go-round spinning, there's so many you know, bits of information and context because of, you know, why the Constitution says this or why some branch has this power or why a state can do this and electors, electoral college, certification of votes, secretaries of state, what's going on, Trump's not conceding, that seems like the end of the world to me, ah, right? I mean, a new a new voter may be overwhelmed, especially if they listen to these jokers in the media. So I wanted to get to civics Friday, we're going to start to do some things on that to, you know, to I, for for the, those of you that are new, it, it could be helpful to help you understand and have some framework about some things. For those of you who have been doing this a while, it's always good to have refreshers. And for the old uh, veterans that have followed this for a long, long time, this is an opportunity for you uh, to really refine and maybe, uh, you know, have, I don't know, just remember some key uh, points and maybe refine some things that you, um, when you, when you share with someone who's new, sometimes if you've done it for so long, you, you forget what it was like to not know anything about our system. So that's what I wanted to do, but I've run out of, of time. I want to read this tweet before I take one more time out here today. This is a treat from a, a tweet, not a treat, a tweet from Alex, uh, Alex is the CEO of X Strategies DC, and that is um, – he's an advisor. He's an advisor to politicians, public figures, and um, other organizations. But he tweeted this out last night. I saw this. I think I tweeted this out as well. But I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this. And remember that Jim Sciuto and – CNN tough guy Chris Cuomo, they get this sort of information too. So when you hear the anger, when you hear the out of out of line allegations about how Republicans they just they're they're setting up another nine eleven, right? That's what Chris Cuomo. Oh, that's what Sciotto said, and of course Cuomo said that Trump is basically preparing to hunker down in the White House and stage a military coup. That's what we're supposed to believe. But Alex Brusowitz tweeted this out last night, just met with top Bush-Gore litigation lawyers in D.C. They are not MAGA types at all. So these are not Trump guys, guys and gals, excuse me. They said that they respectfully disagree with Karl Rove's assessment of the situation and that they believe President Donald Trump, buckle up and brace yourselves for this, has multiple paths to victory. Wow, is what he says. And what are they talking about today? They're talking about how Trump should simply concede. Got to take a break, come back and wrap up. Sit tight, back in just a minute. Folks, I know this is probably the most depressing time of the week for you. That's okay. I understand completely. 
But fear not. Fear not, we'll be back here on Monday. And you can always you can always go to the com slash listen. You can listen to old, excuse me, archived episodes of the Todd Huff Show. Um, and we'll be back, of course, Monday. But there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. Attorneys for the in the Bush Gore uh, fight slash debacle in 2000 are now saying reportedly, according to the guy uh, that we mentioned last segment, Alex Brusewitz, that Trump has multiple paths to victory. Still, this is I'm telling you, there's a whole group of people that have no idea what's going on. They're wondering why Trump is not conceding. Biden's talking about his chief of staff. Biden wants you to think they, they've got him out in front of, you know, pictures that says office of the president elect as though that's a real thing. They want you to think he's the president foregone conclusion, but we're not there yet, folks. We may end up there, but that's not where we are. Got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. Have a good weekend. See you Monday. Take care.